this morning, I want to share something really, really fast. Um, and uh, because I, I think it's really important for us when we come together uh, for on weekends like this to have a game plan as we go home. Uh, and in Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, uh, Paul is writing to this young man named Timothy who's like his disciple. He's somebody that he's been pouring into, somebody that he's been uh, uh, encouraging, somebody that he's been correcting, somebody that he's been rebuking, somebody that he's been uh, spurring on towards loving good deeds, right? He's discipling Timothy. And it says this in verse 6, For this reason I remind you, so, Again, like this is like Timothy saying, or Paul writing to Timothy and be like, hey, I got a reminder for you. Don't forget this because it's going to be easy to forget this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So last night, we laid hands on lots of people as we prayed for them, and there were things that were fanned into flame. Friday night, there were some things that were fanned into flame. And just like any flame, we that flame can die out. And we, it is our responsibility to continue to fan that into flame. We can't have a winter retreat every single weekend. Uh, I mean, I would love to, I don't even know what would be, what would be of my shins if we had a winter retreat every weekend. I mean, both of them are so bruised and have so many lumps on them. I think we, I totaled it. I think I played five and a half hours of broom ball this weekend. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, so I'm, and I have like a bruised heel. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But uh, the reality is, is we can't do a winter retreat every single weekend. But it is our responsibility to, when we go home, to fan this gift into flame. What God has done here, we need to continue to say, okay, how do I stoke this fire and keep it going? So this morning, I want to pull some things from this passage of Scripture, uh, and I, we're going to call it the five flame fanning functions. <laughs> all right? Five flame fanning functions. All right? Say that five times fast. Uh, five flame flaming f functions. All right, we're going to move on. Number one is to pray in the Spirit every day. Pray in the Spirit every day. Tony talked to us about the challenge that uh, that guest speaker gave him and his friends to say, hey, pray in the Spirit for an hour every day for 30 days. And they took it seriously. And five years later, 700 students were part of their Chi Alpha group at North Dakota State University and MSUM. Pretty crazy. I don't think that, like, it'd be like, well, well, Steve, I don't, correlation doesn't always be causation, right? It's like, yes, in that case, I really think it does, right? And so fan into flame this gift. Pray in the Spirit every day. Paul writes to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. He talks to us and says, well, he, he, he writes to us that he says that, that when he, we pray in tongues, we edify ourselves. He goes on to say that he is thankful that he prays in tongues more than all of the Corinthian church. 
In other words, this was a common part of Paul's life. I think that this was a understood part of that fanning into flame, the gift that was given to you through the laying on of hands. And so pray in the Spirit. If we are going to be a Spirit-filled people, if we're going to be marked by that way, we need to be praying in the Spirit. The second thing is that we need to testify. It goes on to say this, For God did not give you a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life. So we testify, meaning that we, we are intentional about looking for sticky situations to get ourselves in. In which we realize that, man, if I'm going to have a conversation with this person, if I'm going to have... If I'm going to tell this person about what Jesus has done in my life, if I'm going to give an invitation to this classmate, to Chi Alpha, and my heart starts pumping, I start to get nervous a little bit, right? That In that moment, I have opened myself up for the Lord to work through me, for his power to be made perfect in our weakness. That is part of fanning into flame. It is not just going and doing things in our own strength, but instead, it's us saying, okay, I'm going to put myself in positions intentionally for Jesus in which I need to come to the end of myself so that there's not this, the, the wrong fuel isn't trying to be burnt. When our gift, when we use our gifts, they're like, they're like wet, soggy logs on that fire. But when we say Jesus I need your help. I've come to the end of myself. I can't do this on my own. That's when Jesus is like, okay, let me throw this like duro flame vlog on your fire, right? And the next thing we know, we have a fire. But so often we're like, oh, I just, I'm just more of a timid personality, right? That invitation stuff, that's for boisterous people like that Steve, right? No, that's not how it rolls, right? Again, you've heard me say this before, but the call of God has nothing to do, you being evangelistic and invitational has nothing to do with personality type or uh, extroverted, introvertedness tendencies. Let God make his power be made perfect in your weaknesses. Number three is that we step out in power. We step out in power. Meaning that if the Holy Spirit asks us to pray for somebody to be healed, we do it. When somebody comes to us and says, hey, this, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing in my life, we don't just look, look at them and be like, I'm really sorry to hear that. Or we don't just say, oh, well, I'll pray for you, brother. And then go about our day. We stop right there and we say, hey, do you mind if we pray right now for this specific thing? I believe God wants to move. There's a difference in that. And the more we practice this, the better we get at it. Niall came up to me on the broomball court last night, and he goes, you know, Steve, our Chi Alpha group has gotten a lot better at broomball over the course of the last four years. <laughs> like, yeah, we really have. I mean, Niall and Caden were, like, like actually drawing up play, plays last night. I have no idea how it was working because it just feels like that, you know, there's like a lot of ambiguity in where that ball goes, but they were, like, willing it into a place. It was pretty amazing, <laughs> right? They're very good. 
but it's because they like Niles practiced broom ball for a long time. And because he's practiced, because he's trained, he's gotten better at it. We fan into flame this gift by saying, okay, I'm a, if I'm going to live the life, if I'm going to if I'm going to pray for people like Tony and people are going to get out of wheelchairs and start running around rooms, right? If I'm going to do that, then I should probably just like start by like having the, the courage to go talk to somebody and invite them to Chi Alpha. Okay. So we step out in power. Number four is that we resolve and develop understanding. We resolve and develop understanding. The spirit of the Lord did not give you a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and and of self-discipline. That word can also be translated, that last word can also be translated to a sound mind, meaning that our mind is associated with this. Have You know, you maybe got baptized in the Holy Spirit last night, and the devil is going to come and say, oh, I don't know about that. That was just an emotional experience. Or he's going to come to you and say, I don't know about that. I think you were just making that up. I mean, wouldn't it make sense for God, if God really did give you, like, an incredible weapon to use for the kingdom, wouldn't it make sense for the devil to come and convince you that that's not actually something that's good? Or that's not something that's important? Or that's something that you should just put on the shelf and maybe not think about? My friends, if you have questions about this, if, you have, if, if this whole idea of living a spirit-filled life is something that's new to you, work on resolving and developing your understanding of it. Come ask us questions about it. Let us know what you're wrestling through. Read those books that Tony was talking about. Develop your mind in such a way that your mind gets into a position in which there's no longer barriers in your heart. That's why the study of theology is really important. It's not because we want to like have all this head knowledge. No, we want to use our heads to allow our hearts to get in alignment with what God wants. So that there's not something in our heads that's blocking something in our hearts. Okay, so we resolve and develop understanding. And then finally, number five is that we grow in worship. We grow in worship. I think part of living a spirit-filled life, living a life that fans into flame the gift of God that is, that is given to us through the laying on of hands, is one that's marked by true, authentic, genuine, expressive worship. Last night, I stood in the back during worship time, and I had this thought, uh, and I started to pray, and I said, Lord, would this be how worship looks like on a Thursday night? Every single person in this room was engaged. Every single person was passionately worshiping God. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about our weekly lives. Maybe it's that like our, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's that we're just kind of weighted down by all of the things that our mind is fixed on. And when we get to, uh, when we get to into a worship service, it just takes us a while to get detached from everything else. I don't, I don't know, but if you need to pregame before you come to Chi Alpha, to get in a, into a mindset to worship the Lord, if you need to turn some worship music on in your car, on your way there, but wouldn't it be awesome 
if what worship looked like here looked like that on a Thursday night. Because there's this idea in the Bible in, in which it was amazing that, that in the early church, one of the things that marked the early church is that when people would come to the church, they would come into the church and they were convinced that God was amongst these people. In fact, Paul writes and says that, that if we are passionately worshiping, right, if we are passionately worshiping and our worship is spirit-filled and expressive and it's filled with, with spiritual gifts, that people will come into our midst and they will fall on their knees and they will proclaim, surely God is amongst these people. I want to just, I want all of you to ask yourself that question. Am I worshiping in such a way, me individually, not worried about what anybody else is doing around me, but am I worshiping on a Thursday night at Chi Alpha in a way that if our entire community was worshiping the way I was worshiping, focused on God, expressing myself before the Lord, enjoying his presence, am I worshiping in such a way that if an outsider, somebody who did not believe in and didn't know the difference between Jesus and a post, right, would come into our meeting would they look around and would they say, whoa, I think God might actually be amongst these people. Or are we like sitting there and just like, I throw up my hands, <laughs> praise him again and again. <laughs> right? Like what? <laughs> like surely God's not amongst that guy, right? <laughs> Or am I engaged in such a way that I was like, all right, I, I don't know about all this Jesus stuff. But these people actually believe the words that they're singing. Because that shakes people. That shakes people. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what I believe yet. But these people obviously believe what they believe. Can they say that of our Chi Alpha group? And I want to challenge you when we go back this Thursday that a mark of, of a spirit-filled community is passionate, expressive, authentic, genuine worship. And through doing that on a weekly basis, we fan into flame the gift of God that was given to us through the laying on of hands. And then finally, the last one, and I know that's six, all right? I added one just right now, all right? <laughs> and that is a pursuit of holiness, It says here that by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and his grace. A mark of a spirit-filled life, if we were going to fan into flame the gift of God that was laying on or given to us through laying out of hands, it might mean surrendering some things that grieve the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's hard to fan into flame the gift of God that was given to us through the laying on of hands if the Holy Spirit, it actually says in, in Ephesians that our actions can grieve the Holy Spirit. And actions that grieve the Holy Spirit are anything that is outside of God's will for our lives. Stuff that we watch, the things that we listen to, the things that we laugh at, the things that we joke about things that we look at, the things that we put our affection towards, those things have the power to either fan into flame that gift 
or to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, if there's something in my life that's grieving you, show it to me. Okay, that's what I have for you this morning. The five flame fanning functions. Flame fanning functions. I can't say it. All right. It's not even five. It was six. So I, I lied. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into a time of small group discussion uh, to close out our time together. And I have, uh, if we could put those questions up, Jesse, I'm going to explain these to you really quick. So I want each person in your group to answer one of these two questions. All right, on Friday night, what did the Lord ask me to surrender, and what will be the hardest part of that? Tony talked about surrendering all for Jesus. Was there something that the Lord asked you to surrender, and what's going to be the hardest part of that? Or answer question number two. We don't have time to have everybody answer every question, all right? So you get to pick which one. And then, uh, so the other question is, what did the Lord do last night, and how am I committing to fan that gift into flame? That make sense? So choose one of those questions and answer it. I'm going to leave these up there. All right? And then as a group, I want us to do this. All right? As your small group, I want you to develop a one-sentence small group spirit-empowered resolution statement. All right? What does that mean? It just simply means we as a small group are committing ourselves to fill in the blank. We as a small group will be a people that, fill in the blank, that we as a small group, we are going to, whatever, I don't want to fill in the blanks for you, all right? I want you to, and it's probably going to involve one or multiples of those five, six functions, I guess, right? We as a small group are going to be one that seek to live a spirit-empowered life by doing this, right? Just one quick sentence. And I want you guys to remember that. I want you all to write it down so that you're like, no, this is who I am. This is the community that I'm a part of. I'm a part of a community that seeks to have the power of God be on display in our lives. I'm going to be part of a community that, that, that is outwardly focused and believes that people who are not following Jesus are going to be following Jesus a month from now and two months from now because they came into our community and had their lives radically changed because when they got here, they're like, these people are crazy, Steve but just I think right God's now, actually amongst them. It's a great form them. of casting vision for our community. Okay. Um, what I love so much about, about Chi Alpha, the people that we get to, to see Christ and, and, and uh, help each other develop our, our walks with him, um, is something that, that Steve and the staff talk about, is that we're a family in an army. The Bible says that we're a family in an army. And last night, I got to stand in the back and see every single one of you guys laying hands on each other, praying for each other, looking up to God for each other, interceding. And it was so beautiful. In the last five years that I've been following Jesus, it's, um, last night was, was something that I, I haven't experienced before. And I just want to thank every single one of you for being obedient and for, for seeing what the Father is doing and, and wanting to step into that. Um, Steve was painting a vision that, that what happened last night, what happened this weekend can happen every Thursday night. And people that, that have anxiety and depression that, that don't know Jesus can experience that when we step into boldness for our love of, of our Savior, our friend, our counselor who, who died on a cross for us, guys. This is, this is deeper than we could ever thought. And even when we can get a glimpse of that, there's so much more to understand. I just want to challenge every single one of you. And I know I can challenge you because when we come to our Savior, there's nothing that, that we can't do. 
when he calls us into something that, that is so hard to do, he's gonna give us the strength to do it. And on the other side of that, we're gonna be able to say, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you helped us, that you didn't lead us astray, God, that you went before us, that you walked with us, and that I can go anywhere that you call me to go, and I don't have to be scared because you're there with me, Jesus. So I want you guys to be encouraged and challenge you to step into something new because, because we have a God who, who will be there for us, God. For guys, it's... Uh, yeah, just thank you, Jesus. All right, so circle up with your small group and uh, answer one of those first two questions and then work on that one-sentence statement. And then we're going to be back together here to close our time together in 30 minutes. All right, 30 minutes. So at 10.50. All right, go. Go.